Welcome Cosmic Toolbox. It is April 2021 and this is the monthly forecast. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's up this month and um, dig in a little bit to the energy, the overarching storyline of April within the storyline of 2021 and within the storyline of this pre-eclipse season that really we're feeling already. So as you are preparing for your month, hopefully everyone's sort of, you know, forward thinking and preparing because we've been talking about this eclipse season coming for a while. I feel like I'm Paul Revere. Eclipse season is coming. Eclipse season is coming. This one's not going to be, not going to be one that you will ignore. Um, Some eclipse seasons really do come and go for a lot of signs. And what I mean by that is, you know, eclipse seasons happen two to three times every year of your whole life. And maybe you have gone totally unawares of them always your whole life. Um, but some people will have certain leanings within their birth chart that makes certain eclipse seasons more intense than others. And so we see that some people do fine and some people have a hard time and it's just very individualized. This eclipse season is going to be slightly different. This eclipse season is going to hit every, every, everybody. (laughs) So it's a good thing. We're going to grow. We're going to grow together. And it's a good thing. Every time the universe moves in threes, we pay attention, right? We have this trilogy of super moons coming April, super full moons, right? April, May, and June all have super full moons. Technically, so did March. If you use a certain criteria and technically June, some people don't count. And technically some people will even go into um, wanting to count July, but I'm a little bit, I go mostly with the astronomy of it. And most people are agreeing by the same terms in April, May, and June supermoons of 2021. Um, it's significant. This is, (laughs) this supermoon energy at the end of April is significant. It's a full moon in Scorpio. It's got some interesting pairings with Uranus, um, some interesting tensions with Uranus, I should say. And, um, it's going to set the tone for the entire Pluto retrograde. The entire Pluto retrograde takes us into October 6th of 2021. And within that period, we will have the eclipse season where we will be dealing with the underworld, the darkness, um, Pluto, right? Transformation, resurrection, radical, slow change, destiny, purifying fire, magic, um, total detachment from ego, right? Pluto going retrograde takes all that energy inward and um, makes it so that we are left to kind of sort through what is the illusion? What is the delusion? Where's your ego? Where are the connections? You might feel a little lost. You might have nightmare energy, right? It, It can get real deep and dark very quickly. And the full moon in Scorpio at the end of April sets the tone for that Pluto retrograde. It sets the tone for the eclipse season. Our eclipses are on May 26th and, and June 10th. And then after Pluto goes station direct in the fall, we have eclipse season on November 19th and December 4th. So we have that happening. We also have Mars and Venus conjuncting, conjuncting in a conjunction in Leo this summer, um, June 27th to July 21st. Why am I talking about this? Well, friends, the reason I'm talking about this is because this energy begins now. So 
the massive summer of love happening between Venus and Mars between June 27th and July 21st is it's like they're meeting now. The energies are in the same room. So think of this like your love affair that's going to kick in in June. You're in the same room at the same party. Um, don't quite know each other yet, but you're about to. That kind of energy is happening in April. So um, Aries and Scorpio traditionally both ruled by Mars. Modern brings Pluto into play with Scorpio, right? But still also Mars. What Mars does in the day in Aries, he does in the night through Scorpio. And so what Mars does in the in in your awareness and in in public in Aries, he does in secret and um you know, uh background manipulation in Scorpio. So um it's important to understand that April is really a month of Mars. We have our new moon in Aries, um, April 11th, and we have our full moon in Scorpio, April 26th. That's a super moon. And then we have the Pluto go retrograde in Capricorn on the 27th. So this is a Mars month, right? And then the sun moves into Taurus, um, on April 19th. So when, when the sun moves into Taurus, we're going, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So we're going to be moving through this very Mars time. And then we're going to be handled internally and out outwardly by this Venus energy. So Venus and Mars are going to be in the same room, not as conjunct as they will be down the road, but there will be some energy exchanging happening there. So we're really going to see a lot of foundational energy this month, a lot of movement. Mercury moves into Aries on April 3rd, right? We have our third quarter moon, April 4th. On April 6th, Jupiter, semi-square Chiron. We're going to find a lot of expansion through healing. Um, Mars is going to want you to act, to move, um, make it so, right? April 9th, Saturn is trying North Node in Gemini. Foundations are flowing with the grand purpose of humanity, right? Um, and so we'll see a lot of foundational energy on the 9th. On the 11th of April, Jupiter... Um, Jupiter and the North Node in Gemini, they're going to be um, sesquiquadrant, right? I always say that. It's a tongue twister. But what you have to understand about this particular element and why um, we would even pay attention to something like that or how it would go, you you want to first understand the nature of Jupiter. We know Jupiter is about expansion, but it's not just expansion. When you talk about Jupiter, you really want to think, um, you know, integration, right? Expansion, but not just movement for movement's sake, right? That can sometimes be Mars. <laughs> you could say Mars expands through strategy and owning things. And Jupiter is definitely not that way. It's more of like a, the sun coming up over the horizon and how the sun comes up over the horizon and then illuminates the entire sky dome, that kind of an energy expansion and integration, fortune, manifestation, healing, right? Saturn can, can really do a number on Jupiter because Jupiter is more of that, um, you know, unfolding and Saturn can provide really harsh, um, boundaries to that. And when we're really looking at, um, 
this aspect with Jupiter in the North Node. You want to really um, think that there's going to be some tension <laughs> and there will be some restriction and you will feel like you are trying to unfold, but you keep kind of hitting walls. And you can frame this in lots of different ways. What you don't want to do mid-month is think, oh, this just must not be for me, right? Or um, see it's proof that this isn't the way I'm supposed to go. Or, you know, think of it like bumper bolding, bumper bolding, bumper bowling, right? You're hitting the side so that you can get down the, down the lane. And this aspect is happening on the new moon in Aries. And so you'll want to refine your intentions and take them deeper and deeper and deeper. The new moon in Aries, you're, it's such a beautiful time. I get, you can't place this enough. Taurus is going to be fertilizing the earth. Actual soil will be primed and ready. And the new moon in Aries is action oriented. And so you will want to plant intentions like your life depends on it. Right. And then on April 12th, we have Juno going retrograde in Sagittarius. Juno is definitely one of those asteroids that people either love or they don't love, right? Um, the way that I, I always check in on Juno, Juno is marriage and commitment to me, right? And so Juno's the wife of Jupiter or Zeus, and she was so ever loyal to that husband of hers who was just ridiculous, right? And out there with anybody and everybody. And so when you are looking at how you commit to something you want to look at Juno. So where is your Juno at? What's your Juno doing? Were you born in a Juno retrograde? Were you born um, with Juno in something intense? Were you born in Juno in something loving? Like you'll, you'll, you'll be able to tell a lot of the nuance about how you commit to people and where your loyalties are at based on where your Juno is. Now, Juno retrograde in Sagittarius. Juno, um, and I, we always joke, Jared, every time I say Juno, I say Juno, no, right? Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying not to say that. I had to get it out. Um, so when you think of Juno retrograde, and when you think of this specific Juno retrograde, you want to think like, what are, what are the ways in which I commit? Look at the way that Juno shows up in your chart. Um, and how do you commit? How do you show up? How do you... Um, how loyal are you? And when we're talking about Juno retrograde and Sagittarius, uh, right up against the new moon in Aries, how committed to you are, are, how committed are you to your own goals? How committed, how do you show up for yourself? Do you continue to support yourself? Right. And remember that, um, we have this really intense eclipse season and Juno's going to be showing up in really interesting, quote unquote, interesting ways all throughout eclipse season, all throughout 2021. So starting back January 14th, Juno went into its pre-retrograde shadow, right? April 12th, Juno um, will be kind of like majorly retrograde and then will go direct Sagittarius August 2nd, right? So we have a retrograde until August 2nd. And then we will leave the post shadow of Juno retrograde, October 27th. I just had to double check my dates. I had them all in my brain and then they scattered. And then, <laughs> and then just before the next season of retrograde, Juno will move into Capricorn. We will start to see stability in our commitments come November. 
and then solidly next January, 2022. So this whole thing, the way that it's going to be playing out during this eclipse season and the way Juno is going to be in the background, creating that kind of nuance, the question that will be asked is how are you committing? Where are you committing? Sagittarius, Juno and Sagittarius is going to call out your commitments as they pertain to all things Jupiter. Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter, right? So enthusiasm, travel, free-spirited nature, all of that. It's a mutable sign. What are you learning? Where are you going? How are you going to adapt? So this Juno retrogrades turning it inward. Where are you at with your commitments? Do you really want what you want? Have you called BS on your own dreams? Have you given up on yourself? Why would anybody else invest in you? Are you invested in yourself? Are you really in this? Right? Because think about Juno. Juno was named for this reason. Juno should have left. He, he, she was with a horrible partner, <laughs> right? So where is your commitment and are you showing up in that way? Not that you should ever stay in a relationship. That's not the point of this. It's the commitment aspect that we're always looking for when we're talking about the nuance Juno brings to the world. So that's mid-month. That's right up against the new moon in Aries. What intentions are you seeking? What intentions are you claiming? And do you even believe in them? Because if you don't, no one else will. And if you don't, the universe isn't going to act on it because the universe wants to give you what you want. And so if you're naming intentions that you don't actually want, you're not going to get it. You manifest from your heart, not your head. So really get yourself together before, you know, the new moon, April 11th. Now half the second half of this month, it's going to feel good. We're going to be moving. We're going to have this waxing moon energy after the new moon. We're going to have that Aries fire, our seed planting. We're going to be deciding, are we committed and what we're doing? And then Venus moves into Taurus, April 14th. And then April 19th, Mercury moves into Taurus. And then the sun moves into Taurus, April 19th. And all of a sudden, Venus is in its homeland, right? Mercury is in that stable place. The sun is in that stable place. And suddenly all of this rage and fire and action and strategy and all it starts to get into the soil then we start to see the seeds getting root structure and remember that the way venus and taurus work they're not like it's not like the sun right it's not like fire when fire is burning everyone sees it and if you get too close you can get burned when you're talking about taurus you're talking about venus think about that fixed earth sign fixed earth the middle of spring. It's holding the ground together while seeds burst open and shoot their roots in all directions, digging deeper into the earth to hold itself down and the earth holds it. That's that Taurus energy. That's that beautiful, solid, give me your seeds. I can hold it together, right? We always get this lame Taurus is stubborn. Heck yeah, Taurus is stubborn. Taurus is what gives us trees. If it wasn't for the earth, we couldn't have trees. We couldn't have buildings. The earth is strong and it is feminine and it is Venus. And that is that gorgeous, receptive, you know, strength that we talk about. 
grounded energy, right? And really building and caring for the things that matter in your life, the foundational things, home and family and joy and pleasure, right? And yes, Taurus likes luxury, but if you were holding the whole world together, you'd like a soft, fluffy blanket too, right? So that's, you cannot shame a Taurus for liking nice things. They are holding us all here. So that Taurus energy is going to be so strong. And we get to the first quarter moon and we see, you know, first quarter moon in Leo, we're going to see some extra showing up to show out. Vesta moves direct in Virgo, same during that first quarter. So we're going to get more, more grounded action, really giving it to us, right? We're going to really see just what the earth can do. Vesta is a sister, right? She is beautiful. She is bright. It's how we integrate our personalities. So it's really beautiful in, in Virgo. And it is a really good time to have it moving direct. And then we have Lyrid's meteor showers really peaking the 20th, 23rd. Then on the 23rd, Mars moves into Cancer. We get a little watery, right? Mars moves into Cancer. Water, <laughs> very water, very intensely emotional, intuitive, psychic, cardinal water sign, right? So there's going to be some emotional heaviness, some emotional movement, some intense intuition being activated as Mars moves into Cancer. And then the full moon in Scorpio, that supermoon is the 26th, 27th. And Scorpio is also, you know, the opposite of Taurus, right? And so when Scorpio, when we have a full moon in Scorpio, you have to remember that is a fixed water sign. So how Taurus holds the earth together and holds it down, Scorpio does that with water, right? With Mars and Pluto and expansion and intensity, but it takes it deep and it holds our emotion. It can witness the emotion. It's not afraid of the darkness. It's not going anywhere. It knows exactly what you're about and exactly what you're doing. And it knows all your secrets and it's here for you anyway. Right. And that's where they get this grand sexual pleasure because they don't have all the hangups everybody else has, because they know at the core of every human being is just more hangups, just more depth just more watery emotion. And so they get into it and they're happy there. So we're all going to be pulled into this little bit of this deep watery energy, but it's uncomfortable, right? Because all of this watery energy is surrounded by so much Taurus. And so we're going to feel a lot of structure. We're going to feel almost like, you know, a pot, a uh, potted plant and you give it too much water, it's kind of just going to leak out all over the place. And then we go into Pluto retrograde and Capricorn and we're going to see our transformation kind of hitting that resistance as well. But what it's there for, right? Without a cake pan, your batter would go all over the oven. And so thank the resistance. Thank it for showing up. Know it's here to support you. Know it's going to help you be a better cake. Know it's going to help you get into eclipse season properly. You're going to not be afraid of the dark. You're going to not be afraid of your secrets and you're going to show up to show out. Everybody have a beautiful April. It's a power month. It's a power month. So if you're not acting, you'll feel dragged, right? Let go or be dragged. So let's just let go and let's move our own bodies and let's stay in our own race, our own lane, and things will move for you. Everybody have a beautiful month. I will talk to you soon.